the Keeneland Friday $100 budget edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right. Turn five into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. Welcome to the show. Uh, as I will remind everyone, uh, every single episode this month, happy month of Pop and Locktober. But there's plenty of time to pop and lock and do a complicated move that I call the puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, the sniper, the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan, Barry Spears. If you had a second line and them boys got a gun, you better run for it, run for it, run. If it's too deep, it's them boys about to come, you better run for it, run for it, run. What is up, Barry? How's it going, man? There What's he up? Is. There he is. What's up, dude? How are you doing? Doing good. I'm trying. I was trying to run for it. That's why I was on mute. You know, that's I was, fair. I was, I was. I was dancing. So I can. I folks who are who are only getting the audio version. I can attest to this. He had full on just like Carl Lewis arms, like run, <laughs> run for it for that entire ten second <laughs> clip. Uh, I've been revisiting uh, your uh, turn of the century uh, cash money. Your a little bit later than that. You're very started like the syrupy. Houston thing like post ghetto boys, you know, a little post UGK, the second wave after UGK, specifically Paul Wall, because he now looks so much like me that like I think that he and I could could hang out. Uh you have any takes on on the syrupy rap of Houston or the cash money era of of New Orleans? Scar- Scarface is, is top five. Yeah. Yeah, how many times did you listen to Smile after uh, they arrested Keefe D? Because I, I guarantee I got you beat. Guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely beat me there. <laughs> oh, so out, out, other than, uh, uh, you know, cold cases and hip-hop, uh, what's what's been going on? How's the racing been? I don't think I've talked to you since uh, the at least the Saratoga meet. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, you know, Saratoga was just crazy, man. And I think everybody was like, all right, take a deep breath now it's over 
you know, and things are starting to look up. But, um, you know, it's a little quiet right now heading into Breeders' Cup, but that that's okay. I, I'm okay with that. A little, little downtime, you know, concentrate on Keeneland. Yeah. And we do it. We do the thing. It's a it's a good time to not necessarily play extremely heavy, but it is a great time to like research heavy or sure. watch these like, you know, because it's winning your end season. Watch these winning your end races and be able to take notes on like what the bias was that day, what, what kind of trouble they had. Because I'll tell you what, uh, when you hit Breeders' Cup week, having all that research to do uh, is a, a little lot. bit a little bit of a bear, a little bit. Yeah, of a it's, bear. it's a lot. It, it always is. And then, you know you know, doing podcasts and all that kind of stuff. It, it catches up with you and it goes by fast. Um, but it's, it's a great thing. I love doing it. Love this time of year. My birthday's coming up. Breeders cup is right after and let's do this. What, when's your birthday? Oh, wait, no, I don't need, I don't need her. Twitter. Twitter will, will tell me when your birthday is. <laughs> I think it might. I don't know. I don't know if I turn that off or not. Listen, you could start like a, a payday loan thing with like birthday wishes. Be like people. I usually don't. In. I usually don't miss them. I try not to. You've but. you've got just like a, a bunch of birthday wish capital squirreled away that like if someone <laughs> someone would walk in and be like, hey, it's like a week until my birthday. Hey, yeah, but I I, I, I wish you, you a know, birthday. You know, I need oh, I need a ten ten wishes before payday here. Uh, <laughs> All right, enough talk about the magic of birthday wishes. What are Barry and I going to be talking about? Of course, horse racing. We're talking Keeneland's Friday. That's this Friday. Tomorrow, the 13th, Friday the 13th of October, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, We're looking at it with a – usually when Barry's here, we're doing one of these $100 budget shows because he's so damn good at them. Uh, $100 budget, all races eligible, all wager types eligible, however you want to that money. Barry. Uh, gotta ask, what was the strategy for for the card and for the plays? Um, I I like the second half of the card a lot better than the first. Although I do have a play early, um, but you know it's Keeneland, so you're gonna get quality racing. You're gonna get the big names. You're gonna be able to make some money. And one of my plays, I decided to do probably the wrong thing, but um, make my own three dollar pick three. So. Nice. Not instead that one. The, that, instead of track. doing the all turf, you're doing yeah. you're doing Barry's own Going special the, three dollar yeah, pick the, three. Nice. The, the sniper late pick three. So yeah. we'll see how that works out. I actually like my picks this week. Not that I don't ever like my picks, but sure. I, I'm I'm I feel real confident about these. All right. Well, my strategy for the card, I slimmed down to three dirt races plus the sycamore. Uh, And I just want to place four strong win bets uh, through the course of this card. The reason I focused in on some of these dirt races uh, was because they didn't have so many also eligibles entered that like I didn't worry that I'm going to give you a pick and then something's going to scratch out or something's going to change significantly because of a, a, you know, speed being scratched out and then other speed being drawn in and maybe more speed being, you know, it sucks having to give out plays a, a day before whenever you don't necessarily know who's in. Uh, so I'm playing it safe for the people. Um, and then with the Sycamore, I mean, I, I'm just unloading on on something that I feel like I know to be true. I'll kick it off because I had my first play in race one. Could not sit on my hands very long. The nine furlong, $20,000, non-winners of two, lifetime claimer. 
on the dirt, and it looks like just based off of what the the Briz is telling me here that the main track at this distance has been pretty speed favoring and prefers the ground saving trip to the inside. All the speed is drawn to the outside, hmm. and the projected speed of speed and favorite, the eight Apollo Rising has never crossed the finish line first. The horse broke its maiden through a disqualification. Then it comes up and it starts racing against winners uh, because now it's technically uh, a winner and it has been getting mollywhopped. There's no way that I would take this trap. I, let me just full on Admiral Akbar here. It's a trap. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to put a $10 win bet on the one Faith Runner at eight to one. Uh, I get the French Strangler up for Dallas Stewart. And, uh, you know, in the winning effort, this one won by stocking and pressing, which I think will be the optimal trip to, you know, close to the pace here. Because even though Apollo Rising is still hasn't necessarily won, the horse will want to go for the lead. A, a couple other horses drawn out there with them will want to go to the lead. And I don't think it's necessarily speed to speed that takes it. I think it's a horse right off the pace, like Faith Runner with the French Strangler bringing them up the rail. Uh, that's it for me. $10 win. The one faith runner. Barry kicks off a daily double in race two. Let me get your info on that. Set it up for the, from a man's here. Race two, the six furlong $50,000 maiden claimer on the dirt, doubling it into the third, which is a seven furlong $10,000 allowance also on the dirt. Yeah. Through it. Two interesting races. I, I, I thought that, you know, we, we could get a price in race two. Um, and that'll set it up nicely for our double here. Uh, I used the seven, um, who would actually be my top pick here, uh, Kobe W. Or, I mean, you know, just Kobe because he's a W waiting to happen or was. Um, it's true. This horse is getting what I like to call the makeover package, switching surfaces, blinkers on. It's go time. Getting Ray Lou up. I, I think this horse, you can you can kind of toss that, that first race. Um, and this horse is kind of doing something that he probably wants to do anyway, is sprint. And that's what he's going to be doing on Friday. So we're going to take that one at 8 to 1 morning line. We're also going to take debt paid, um, who... It's three to one, but I don't think this horse is going to be favored. Yep. And that's pretty much why I included this horse. He has a great chance. Um, you know, nice run that first one on September 20th at Churchill. Ran behind a, a horse in Stormquist that, that's pretty decent. Getting blinkers. So we'll take that one. And then we're also we're going to throw one downfield and take the 10 spin the boulevard. The key here for me was the uh, longer works. There's a couple of five furlong gate works that kind of stepped out. A little negative, there was three gate works back to back to back, which you hardly ever see. Not always the best sign. This outfit, um, trainer, jockey, they do well together. They're married, so that, that helps. Um, it's, true. it's true. But... I, I think that one merits a good chance from the outside. Could could be a surprise. I, I, I don't really – I'm not too enthusiastic on Hey Jojo, who's the morning line favorite. Um, I, I just don't like him. He just doesn't look good on paper. 
I don't see how, you know, I can make that horse into the winter soaker. It just doesn't look like <laughs> it's it's going to be his day. So we just toss him right out. And then we're going to go into race number three and take the eight invaluable. We're going to be chalk eating weasels here. First off, the claim for Joe Sharp ran a good race uh, in that $25,000 claimer at Churchill going seven. Should get a good trip here. There's there's a ton of speed, and I think this one will sit a great trip stalking from the outside and making that one run on the outside, finishing it off, W, Tyler Gaffleon in the winner's circle. And we cash our double, so there. Okay, okay. I'm actually going to go the the opposite direction uh, from you in, in the, the seventh. That's a little teaser because we're going to get a word in from our, our good friends at Underdog Fantasy. But I want to say uh, you have a horse in the the third uh, or sorry, in the second debt paid uh, whose ownership is, is Charles Garvey. I don't know why it is. Every time I read the name Charles Garvey, I start to think Marcus Garvey. Yeah. And I know that these two men probably literally have absolutely nothing uh, in common. Probably little than everything. They're total opposites. I my my That's other my my other favorite current ownership name is Wyckoff Jordan, because no matter how many times I double gla- glance at it, it never says Wyclef Sean uh, <laughs> after after I'm done with it. All right. <laughs> Speaking of our friends at Underdog, let's talk about Underdog, because Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go for five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. They've got their $100,000 Sundays. Those continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. I'm even going to give you a spicy play I like for tonight. Uh-oh. In the uh, the Chiefs against the Broncos game. Oh man, how, how give me spicy. It's all Chiefs all the time. You across across. You get spicy Twice by everything. who is on the on the receiving end of these things. I've got Rasheed Rice higher than a half rush plus receiving touchdown. That's so spicy. You get almost two two to one on that. Okay, that's very so spicy watch, actually. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by uh, Manscaped. This is going to be a less uh, ball sack-centric uh, Manscaped ad read, though. It's not about balloween. It's about keeping your face clean. That's right. They've got the new handyman, which is the best way to get rid of stubble, featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology. The handyman designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. You don't want to scare people with a scraggly beard. And are you tired of bad razors making your neck look like a fucking Saw movie? You can use it dry. You can use it wet. All you wolfmen out there, get rid of the scruff. Be a fresh-shaved young man. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, then becoming wolves. Anyone else remember that episode of 30 Rock? Just me. 
Also, don't forget the Beard Hedger. It's a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and strong motor. It's going to help you trim that beard to perfection. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code SGP for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. All right. Time for a little rehydration interlude. Trambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Tie off weed and lock gin. I know we glorify the high off weed and lots of gin, but I'm going to tell you, it's not a good time. Um, you can ask my friend Lex, who like okay. had a terrible gin night one night that uh, his Ooh. was nice enough to like photo document where like his pants were hanging out of the oven. There was like a Lex shaped dent in one of the trash cans. He peed on just the corner of his bed. Uh, <laughs> woke up smelling like a Christmas tree. So I mentioned that I'm actually against Barry here in the third. Uh, I'm going to a different horse than he is using to round out his doubles. It seems like these sprints at the seven furlong distance seem to be playing to the outside early speed. There's a there's a horse with a great price drawn to the outside that is coming off of a huge win on a sloppy track in Belterra. Which is almost guaranteed to keep the price kind of nice here. You got to think Belterra. People will not be throwing a lot of money at it. I got a $20 win bet on the number six fairy cakes at nine to two. Like I said, I think fairy cakes probably gets forgotten in the wind pool. Most of the money will flow to the seven Samarita and the favorite, uh, the eight and valuable. Uh, and I think this one actually should be on the lead at the first call. And if she makes it on the lead. She's dangerous. Uh, never miss the try on a fast track. Uh, this is the type, exactly the type of horse I'd love to slam a win bet on uh, thoughts on fairy cakes. I almost included fairy cakes in my double, but I did not. Definitely a contender. I, you know, I'm very yeah. interested to see how this race kind of unfolds yeah. because there is a situation where fairy cakes does kind of shake loose and gets gets away from them. You, you you know what you're doing is you're you're cutting fairy cakes from her high school basketball team, and now she's coming at you with the the anger crying Michael Jordan energy, you know, ready to ready to show out. Like now, now you've made an enemy with fairy cakes. I hope fairy cakes doesn't wire them by like 15 lengths. Then that really looks dumb <laughs> again. I do it all the, the first time. time. I do it all the time. Don't worry about it. All right. My third play comes in race six, eight and a half furlongs, the $16,000 claimer on the dirt. There is a versatile horse drawn in the two hole. First off the claim out of the Robertino Diodoro barn uh, that showed a little bit of ability to run off the pace, but also can run on the front close to the pace. Uh, these versatile horses to me are always worth a bet. I will say I'm breaking a little bit of a cardinal rule here. I typically don't bet horses first out of the Diodoro barn, but I'm going to do it here with the two hugely bigly at four to one. I love the recent change in tactics that the horse went on when it, you know, started, you know, going under whenever it was uh, in Dio's care for uh, flying P it drops in class off of the claim, which is a positive ROI move for Falcone. And they, you know, if they do want to run this one on the front or near it, then I love the decision to put Luis Saez up. I think that's a great uh, combination for a horse that, you know, 
that you want to get aggressive with and you want to have sort of forwardly placed. So I'm the $20 win bet on the two hugely bigly thoughts or concerns. Um, I like this selection. You know, um, the only reason I didn't kind of use this race because I thought that was a contender and his price might not have been that great. So yep. that's the only reason I didn't go to the sixth race and do a pick four. But, <laughs> but or a pick five, I should say. Yeah, a, a little foreshadowing there because Barry does have a pick three kicking off in race seven. Uh, race seven is the eight and a half furlong, uh, hundred and forty thousand dollar allowance on the turf. Race eight is a hundred thousand dollar maiden special weight, another eight and a half furlong, this time on the dirt. And of course, race nine, the feature race, is going to be. The grade three Sycamore going a mile and a half on the turf, $300,000. Uh, yeah, the feature. How are you starting off in race seven? Race seven, I, I thought the, the favorite was pretty vulnerable here. Um, a credit will probably end up, I think, being the chalk. Um, and that horse will have to, have to, have to go and get out of the gate from the rail. And there's other speed in here. The two Fuerte Ventura has some speed that'll probably want to run. Um, the other horse that probably should take some action, the eight King Vega has a lot of speed too. So I'm expecting this, this pace to heat up. Having said that, I took two horses in this race, number nine, Ocean Atlantique, who's coming off a, a pretty decent effort at uh, Kentucky Downs on August 31st. Um, that meet, the outside was not the best place to be. Um, you know, at, at, at Kentucky Downs, they, they keep the rails out. And then as they, you know, the, the days keep going, they move the rails back in. This one was out when the, when the uh, rails were out and, and the bias was pretty pronounced at this stage. Yeah. And that's how Wolfie's Dynagos won that race. And this horse kind of went against the bias and ran pretty well just to lose by a head. I think, you know, coming off of that effort, to a just a quote unquote normal turf course should do this horse a lot of good at eight to one. I, I couldn't resist. The other horse I use is number 11 in junction who I like a lot. This would actually be my top pick in this race was in that race too. Uh, that ocean Atlantique came out of was conversely on the rail and didn't get a good trip, had to kind of come out and around everybody. And I think that, that's what cost him. I think the horse also probably needed that race. Hadn't been out since uh, November 2022. Thanksgiving, I think, actually. <clears throat> so that was a great race to come back to. Um, I, I think this horse is on the rise, and, and I like this one a lot. Um, but I used the, the nine for a little bit of insurance. Okay. And then race eight, the hundred thousand dollar, eight and a half furlong, main special weight on the dirt. Where'd you go? I used four horses in this race. Um the five cowgirl charm, um, who doesn't look all that great on paper, but it's Todd Pletcher, Johnny V, second time out, usually does the trick. This horse didn't really do much running, was behind just FYI, who's who's a pretty nice justify horse, um, that won that race, came out of that one well. As a, a few works since, 
And I think that one is, is probably looking at a way better effort than that first run. 10 to 1 on the morning line. I don't expect the, to the source to be 10 to 1. I would say probably more 5 to 1, 9 to 2-ish. Um, but that's okay. The next one I'm using is the 7 Carrara McPeak. Uh, I don't know why they ran this horse that first time going long. And it looks like they didn't even try. And I want to say that part of that was because of the purse and they knew they were going to get a shot at Churchill later on, um, you know, basically a month later. And the horse kind of was doing what he should have done, you know, or what they expected. And I think they're going to try to build on that. This is a good spot to do so, has a little bit experience edge on on a lot of these horses. So I, I think that one will give a good account of himself or herself. Um, the next one I use is number 11, Plumera. Uh, I, I like both of these races. The, the horse had some traffic trouble in the first race and just missed to uh, austere that day. Came out of that one, got thumped by uh, Smooth. I forget the name of that horse, but uh, that horse ran off and won by nine. This one was behind it. Um, smooth and, Waves, I think. Smooth, yeah, waves. smooth waves, yes. Yep. I thought it was Smooth Wives, but I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that one ran good that day. And and again, this horse has a little bit of an edge here. He kind of got in trouble the first time, got a better trip the second time, ran better the second time and just kind of moving up. Um, and the last horse I'll, I'll use is the 12 Remembering. Um, another one that seemed like he, he appre- she appreciated the stretch out, getting blinkers now. Uh, and Louis Saez, as, as Johnny V goes to the Pletcher horse, that's why we use them both. Um, I think this one might actually kind of float up in, in the odds, and, and uh, we got a good shot here. And then in the ninth race, I use two horses. The obvious is number three, Bold Act, um, Charlie Appleby, Jamie Spencer. I mean, anything coming over here, especially the Keeneland, uh, the Euros – tend to do very very well at Keeneland I don't know what about that turf course maybe it's just the time of year um but they they do run well there even in the Breeders Cup um they they show up and they win I don't expect anything different here this horse is seven to two on the morning line I I I doubt that horse will be seven to two I would think more nine to five ish and then I'm also going to throw in the 10 red run um, I've seen Mike Maker pull this maneuver. He, he claimed this horse uh, yep. back in March for fifty thousand, yep. and just is steadily rising this horse up into this nice spot. Um, stake race. There's not really these aren't world beaters. These are a lot of older, like long in the tooth type horses. Seven year olds, right. nine year olds, eight year olds. I don't see why this horse can't get it done at a nice price and 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 this horse will be a a decent price so not only is it owned by uh wyclef john um i mean wyclef (laughs) jordan but uh i i'm with you i I think anytime a a mike maker has a horse making like a crazy class move be it up or down in class always dangerous always dangerous pay attention to that i i got a word i got a name for you that he did it with at keeneland on the i think maybe even this race uh dot matrix oh yeah boom there it is All right. 
Have you already been knocked out of your NFL survivor pool? Well, don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Productions. $3,000 up for grabs. Winner take all. Starts NFL Week 7. So sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Survivor. And have you heard about good nerds at Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every NFL NBA MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Rehydration interlude. I saw DJ Cool in college. What'd you say? I saw DJ Cool in college. Nice. I saw him. Nice. He'll he'll rock the whole damn show. Well, he he's he's from Richmond. Okay. Yeah, I went to school in Virginia, so Boom. there's a we collided. There's sneakily a lot of of music talent uh in Virginia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Missy. Missy, Timbo, Timberland, Skills, like, my man Madu. Skills. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, you have uh the. Clip. Does he still do that thing where he does like the? He used to call it the wrap up every year and just kind of sum up the whole year's events in one rap song at the end of the year. I don't know. Sort of I like gotta a, check it out. Like a Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. Sort yeah, of kind of. But yeah, and he does a good job because he usually nails it. Like hits every major yeah. event. He talks about it in a certain way, and yeah, that's a good job. Yeah, it's underrated. Clips, Malice, and Pusha T, who then hooked up with what Chad Hugo and, and Pharrell, the nerd Star, Star Trek, Trek, Star Trek writer. Yeah, <laughs> I need that sound drop. All right, so I I have my last play. It is also in the Sycamore Race Nine, twelve furlongs, three hundred thousand dollars. Grade three on the turf. No thinky. Just the neighborhood. We're taking her to Applebee's, baby. That's right. I'm on the Charlie Applebee horse, and it's going to be a $50 win bet on the three. Bold act at 7-2. to two. Uh, I am a little bit scared now, taking a deeper look at that Mike Maker horse that uh, that uh, Barry just gave out. But uh, I, I think this one seems to run better over a little bit firmer turf, drier surfaces than than it typically gets in, your, in Europe. Uh, you know. You know, one of the keys of this race, I think, is the fact that I believe and I want to believe, I really want to believe that Tawny Port is going to give Channel Maker a fit on the front end. If that happens, you know, the three should have his own way. You know, it's it's really that horse's race to win or lose, to, to be honest. By the way, this card is very much uh, the fuck it, we'll try him on turf card. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're right. It, with Tawny Port, Hozier, and, and a race before that and everything. It's, yeah, it's all these horses that were kind of on the derby trail that just weren't good enough. They're like, fuck it. Let's see if it runs through the weeds. <laughs> but okay. I, 
yeah, I'm I'm not questioning. I'm just trusting fifty dollar win bet. Bold act in the Sycamore. Barry, you've got one last play. It is a win bet in race ten, which is a scrolling. There it is. Twenty thousand dollar claimer going six and a half on the dirt. Where are you throwing that last that last? Yeah, you at? know we got we got we got to give you the bailout. You know, especially with the the cheaper individuals in the last race. Um, I took number four herd immunity with Joe Rocco Jr. See, this horse was off since June, ran on September 29th, and was far back and closed like a rocket. Um, to finish second behind Santa Cruiser, who was a pretty nice horse. Yep. Um, and I think the fact that the horse was way back tells you that this horse probably needed that race. This seems like it was the goal race because the purse is going to be higher. And I think this setup really, really favors herd immunity because there's some speed in this race. And and this one should be sitting right behind him, ready to pounce, and then taking over in the stretch for the W. I just laid it out right there for you so you don't even have to watch the race. Are you a Z pattern person? Do you remember the Z pattern from the buyer? I, I, I pay attention to it. I don't love it all the time. I, you know, I, I do enjoy to see it when horses switch surfaces. Yeah. Um, I, that, I, that's I, usually when I pay attention to it the most. I can never seem to remember what a Z pattern actually is. I'm looking at this. I feel like this might be a Z pattern, but I'm not exactly um, sure. Cause it goes, yeah, gate, it's when they gate. show speed and then they come from behind. Sort yeah. of. I mean, they, you can see the Z pattern there because it's like an third, extended one across two races. So for the right. coming from behind. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, ancient astronaut theorists say Z pattern. Boom. All right. Uh, that was it. That was all our bets. I'm going to recap what I've got real quick and then let Barry do the same. I start off in race one with a win bet on the one faith runner for 10 bucks. Uh, then wheeled back into the third with a $20 win bet on the six fairy cakes. Uh, then another $20 win bet and race six with the two hugely bigly and then finished it off in the feature of the Sycamore with a $50 win bet on the three bold act at seven to two. Barry, give them, give them. All right. We're going to give you the rundown. So these are all winners, by the way, just, just so you know, um, Race two, we got $10 doubles, the seven, nine, and 10 with number eight in race three. So that's $30. Race seven, we got a $3 pick three. Race seven, the nine and 11 to race eight, the five, seven, 11, and 12 to race nine, the three, and the 10. And that's $48. And then the $22 win bet on number four herd immunity in race number 10 to bail us out and get all the money. All right, there we go. That's it. That, that we are in for our hundred bucks. That's for tomorrow's Keeneland card. So check it out. See if you agree. See if you disagree, maybe use it as a sanity check. Uh, by the way, we have sweet ass merch available in the merch store. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You should, I, I'm wearing one. Of, it's finally cold enough that I can wear one of these uh, hoodies. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hoodied up um it looks the crippish blue with the, yeah. the cuban link on it looks just exquisite it's so dope um i, I want to give you a shout out give you me chase a shout out because 
you know, you see a lot of these podcasts and things out there. There's there's a million of them, but I like this format specifically because you you get you get the people on here, but you don't always get to understand how they make plays or put together bets. And and I and I enjoy this from seeing what you do and how other people do it as well. I I think as an industry we should probably be doing more of this. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, discussing bets and wagering itself, not just the handicapping part. And there's a way to do it without turning it into like a right. a, a, a 30 deep Twitter thread with exactly. uh, people's feelings getting hurt. You know, we Always. can talk, talk about why we structure, why we make these these selections. That's that's the thing. Thank you very much because I very much like to, you know, I, I hear from people that are like, hey, I hit on this angle that you learned from the show. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Dope. Yeah, that's exactly what, you know, what we're here for. You know, yeah, man. we like to share ideas with people and they can share them back. And so it, it's also why Barry is always in on these hundred dollar shows is because uh, I mean, I, I've seen it. He makes profits. He knows he knows what he's doing with structuring out these doubles and pick threes and when to, you know, when to find a race to to exploit and move through. So it's uh, it's always pretty high quality content, man. It's been a great like two weeks of of guests to be. I mean, last week, oh, man, you got yeah, You got the, the, the celebs lined up, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I had to, I had to touch base with my day ones. So I've got you and uh, <laughs> speaking of which back tomorrow, I'll have Matthew DeSantis to talk uh, Keeneland's like, uh, Saturday late, late pick five. It's uh, I'm going to start putting, I'm going to put a bounty out on his hat. Like anyone who's at like backwaducks that is near like, is that like, is that like the equivalent to stealing the high school mascot from the other school? I'm thinking more of like a keep to leave, just like snatching chains, snatching, oh. snatching Michael Crabtree's chain. Oh, yeah, that was, like that was lovely. Yeah, or uh, uh, Orlando Anderson uh, chain snatching at a Compton Mall that uh, set a, just a tragic uh, string of events into motion. Very. <laughs> no one's talking about how sticky that this situation might get for Puff. A few people are. Yeah, he's he's got to be he, he's got to be ready. He, you got to think that he has the the jet on standby just in case he's got to get out of dodge. Yeah, where do you think he goes? Like Costa Rica, France. I think he goes to France. It's got to be yeah, somewhere with no extradition. It's not like he doesn't stick out somewhere like, you know, like I would you know, I don't or know. Maybe he could go the uh, you know, the the McAfee route. That guy, didn't he go to like Belize? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um but then he ended up getting killed or something, right? Or did he just die? I don't know. Could, it was it was all messed up because I know he's with that guy Snowden and that guy's gone and it's a whole lot he, of stuff. <laughs> he could he could check in with horse owner Charles Garvey and see if there's any ah! place in Liberia for him. You know, boom. That's right. That's right. Like who power. who remembers his his high school history and the Marcus Garvey back to Africa movement? This guy does. This guy <laughs> probably know it better than I do. I uh, actually, I'm actually a uh, amateur uh, Black Panther historian. I've read I'm way down with too that. many books on the Black Panthers. All right, that's it. I I I'm <laughs> done with my white nerd flex. We will see you tomorrow with another white nerd, Matthew DeSantis. Thanks for dropping by. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.